0: ethos. All right. So we have a listener hotline. It's 559-574-3210. So if you have a question uh, for us, we, we would love to hear it and uh, we'll answer it. And we do have a question for today. And this is a good one, Angelus. So I want to get your uh, thoughts on this. From Farron, he said, so you didn't hit your goals for the week or month. Now what? How do you get your head back in the game and get right back out there? Farron, I love that honest question uh, because we're not all batting a thousand here. In fact, no one is. The The key is to keep having at bats. So, uh, Angel, how would you answer that? How do you get your head back in the game and get right back out there after a swing and a miss? You you didn't hit the mark. You, you set a big goal and you didn't make it. What say you?
1: Oh, my goodness so great right because this is the game this is everything in life and what i would say is the first thing that i have learned i have to do is i have to kind of reframe the situation so that i can set myself up to win again because what is it all about when we don't hit our goals it's it's all emotional right it all comes from the 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 place of this emotional disappointment and so if we set lofty goals like for instance in may It was like, I had a great month in April, right? And I'm like, it's May, let's do it again. And I had like the complete opposite month in May. And the temptation then when you feel disappointed is to be like, to judge yourself, right. To start to pile on, to start to catastrophize it. Right. Like, so, so you're like, oh my goodness, I see. I knew I couldn't do it. See, I shouldn't even set these goals because, and you can talk yourself, you can psych yourself out. You can talk yourself down. Um, same thing with weight loss with, with people who have a, they have a great month. Right. And then all of a sudden they hit a plateau or something. And now they're starting the self-talk of, oh, I knew, I, I knew this would happen. I knew, you know, so, so, that's where feeling the emotions of the disappointment or even the fear, because sometimes it's disappointment and it's fear. Like, Oh no, I didn't hit my goals. And what if I'm not enough? What if I'm, now you have all these questions, right? You have to feel those feelings and realize, okay, they're trying to tell me something. These feelings are telling me this goal is really important and it's really important to feel what you feel, but not become kind of like what you talk about when you talk about your meditation, right. To not become your feelings, to not, to not allow them to be the entire sky, to kind of realize as an analogy, like. You know, you as a person with goals, setting goals, you're like the sky, right? And whether the goals happen or not is like the weather. The weather will change. One month it'll be really sunny and everything will be really great. And another month you're going to have a lot of clouds and thunderstorms and stuff. And it's just going to look different. But the sky never changes, right? So you are not your disappointment with the goals. And just because the goals didn't happen doesn't mean you're not capable. It doesn't mean anything other than what you make it mean. So for me in May, I, I, I was disappointed and I was fearful and I felt all those things and I had a choice to make. Okay. What do I do now? Right. I'm afraid. And, and, and with the fear component, if there's fear when you don't hit your goals, you have to address those fears because that's really showing you what's limiting you right now. And when you address those fears, like, well, I'm afraid I'm not enough. I'm afraid you know, and you really there's a great exercise that that I love. It's uh, you're gonna know his name better than me, possibly the guy who wrote the Four Hour Work Week. Tim Ferriss. Um, Tim Ferriss. It was escaping me for a second. Yeah, Tim Ferriss has a great exercise that he talks about that I use with my clients. It's called fear casting. And so sometimes when we don't hit our goals and we notice fear is present then this is what I'll do with myself. I'll be like, okay, I didn't hit my goals. Now what? And you literally go through this fear casting exercise saying, okay, what does that mean? And then what do I do now? And you go to the worst case scenario. And what that teaches you is that even in your worst case scenario, you still have options. And that to me is the biggest part of the missing your goals and not allowing it to, to to becoming resilient and, and not allowing it to mess you up and derail you permanently is you have to say, okay, now what? All right. So I still have options. I don't like that I'm here, but what can I do? What do I do now? And when you start to train your brain through maybe an exercise like fear casting, or maybe just listening to, well, I'm disappointed, but the truth is I believe I'm capable. It's not that I'm not capable. It's just, I'm disappointed. People didn't say yes this week or yes, this month or whatever. Then you can get into that resourceful place. The key is getting back into resourcefulness. And if you can get your head back into being resourceful, And seeing that there are still avenues, there's still hope, there's still some things I can do, and then getting honest with the truth about what do I need to do next, that's where you begin to unlock yourself and and get yourself back in the game again. Does that make sense?
0: It makes total sense. You're not a failure, but your goal you you missed the mark. That's all that is. And you can't change what happened, but you can change your perspective about your feelings around what happened. So there's the initial response. Oh man, I'm disappointed. Awesome. That just meant that was important to you. That's okay. Yes. Uh, yes. But uh, there's two types of experiences and I, I firmly believe this. There's winning and there's learning. And I know that for most things, I learn more <laughs> when I don't win, when, when I fall short. Uh, Now, I don't choose that ever. I always want to win. (laughs) I want to hit my goal. But man, there's a whole lot of reasons uh, that you uh, sometimes hit goals. Maybe you were lucky, and there's so many... Uh, factors that happen, uh, you kind of take for granted. But man, when when you don't meet that goal, uh, here's an opportunity to learn and take that opportunity because sometimes we have to learn the same lesson over and over and over until we get it. And yeah. I I prefer not to repeat that lesson as more times than needed. And I like to learn from the experience of others to avoid that for myself if I can. And so, uh, real thinking exercise is okay you know, write down what happened. And I think there's something powerful about, you know, writing it down because we type faster than we can think. But when you actually write, there's something from, you know, your head to your hand um, Mm -hmm. that just gives you a minute to process what happened. And so write down what happened and then go from there. And and what worked? Was there anything about uh, that experience um, that went as planned? And then what didn't work? You know, what where to go off the rails, right? What what about that fell short? And then having gone through that experience, um, what would you do uh, differently if you were setting out to accomplish uh, that particular goal again? And specifically outline all of the, the things that you would do differently or all the things that went wrong and then specifically address each of those elements. And I really do think, you know, that is going to make you more strategic uh, the next time. And then you've got more arrows in the quiver. That's the key. You just don't give up, right? You fall down uh, 99 times. You got to get up 100. And life is a contact sport. (laughs) So that's, I think, if the goal is important enough, you don't give up after the first one Does't hit the mark. Right. Um, you keep shooting those arrows. And I think that that's really that's really powerful. In fact, I learned this, you know, from a from a faith perspective, the word sin, uh, that literally means to miss the mark. And so you don't just kind of give up because uh, you made a mistake because you sinned. It's like okay, well let's try this again to do it the right way. Let's uh, you know let's make a different uh, decision next time, and that's the key. There's always a next time. So don't just quit uh, because that was an important thing is why you had such a negative uh, experience when you had a feeling uh, because if it didn't matter, move on, forget about it. What? Who cares? But right. if it mattered, it's worth doing and it's worth doing right. And so uh, take the lessons learned uh, from that experience and try again.
1: Yeah. And one thing to, to kind of piggyback on that, that's so important is, and, and Tony Robbins brings this up all the time is what are you making it mean? What is the story behind that perceived failure, right? Because, because the real fear or the real problem with not meeting your goals for most people is I'm going to feel like a failure, right? And what does that mean? And so, when you do the techniques that you just mentioned, which I love too, by the way, that writing it down and actually putting it in a format where you have to assess, assess, yeah. I kept wanting to say access, but no, assess, where I'm wanting to assess this, right? That takes you out of that emotional place of what am I making this mean and having this runaway freight train. Being that, oh, it means all these horrible judgmental things about me, right? And it takes it back into a place where I can manipulate this and I still have power. And that's why Mm -hmm. I do like what you said, writing it down, because it now takes it out of the story inside myself and it forces me to, when your brain literally has to write things down it's pulling it out from the unseen into something that's seen and your brain literally sees it differently. And it and it can say, oh, it's out here. It's written down. It's outside of me. Now I can control this. So that's important.
0: It is very important because I think about we're focused on the emotion, the bad experience, but there's a lesson to be learned here that can make you wiser. And that's right. what I get excited about. I get an opportunity to try this again. And now I've eliminated, you know, <laughs> I've eliminated one theory that didn't work. So let me yes. try a different one. And you heard of, you know, Einstein, how many times he tried his different experiments uh, before, you know, he came up with a light bulb or whatever the case may be. Things worth doing are are, are worth doing again and again. And practice doesn't make perfect, but you, you keep attempting and learning from those lessons, you're going to get better each time. And uh, there's a fantastic book I highly recommend everyone check out. I can't help it, but I've got to recommend it. Uh, It's got a great title. It's called The Road Less Stupid. I love this. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Already, you love it. Trust me, it's worth it. Buy it now. The Road Less Stupid and the subtitle, Avoiding the Dumb Mistakes That Sabotage Growth, Profits, and Business Success. And uh, spoiler alert, I'll tell you the, the whole book and it's by his name's Keith J. Cunningham. You've probably never heard of him, but you you've actually heard of the guy. You just don't know his name. There was a very famous uh, business book uh, that came out a few years ago uh, called Rich Dad, Poor Dad.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, Robert I've Kiyosaki. Read that one.
0: Yep. Keith Cunningham is the rich dad example.
1: Oh my yeah. goodness.
0: Okay. And- he uh, had a real estate empire. And in the 80s, uh, there was a market downturn, sound familiar? And he lost $100 million. Mm. I don't know about you, but I've never experienced that level of quote unquote failure. I've never lost <laughs> that uh, much. Uh, I've never earned that much yet to date. But man, that's that's a tough pill to swallow. I don't care how you are, you know, how rich you are, you lose a hundred million dollars, that stings. And, and so the road less stupid, he kind of breaks down is it's an opportunity to ask better questions. And before you lose the hundred million dollars, the next time kind of learn where those mistakes were made. So you can avoid those dumb mistakes, as he says. And so for him, his principle in the book that he explains is it sounds so basic. You're like, well, that's it? Yes. But trust me, uh, trust him. And I've done it. And it works for me too, is he schedules thinking time. And it's to question your assumptions. And I love this. It's so basic. Sometimes the best solutions are the simplest And I've mentioned the Pomodoro timer. I love that because it blocks all distractions on your, your phone and it's a simple timer. So you know, you can spend 25 minutes focusing on one particular thing. Well, start your thinking time with a question. You've got a big goal. What could go wrong with this goal is a question. What are second order consequences? So if a certain outcome happens, what might result from that outcome? What other issues might arise? Right? right. So ask a better questions. The book is filled with them, but the idea is that you are actually scheduling time in your week to think about the most important people and experiences and goals in your life so that it's not, you know, you've processed what, Different options you have, rather than taking everything on the fly, see what happens, but but actually being strategic about it and asking better questions. Uh, what don't you know? Well, uh, it's amazing if you sit down with a 25-minute timer and just start writing all the things that could possibly go wrong uh, with this particular objective or this particular goal, and and how you might shore that up because. Uh, in my experience, that's a lot more fun than the after action report after you've done it without thinking and doing the thinking afterwards, that's valuable too. But if you can even proactively think about things, it sounds so basic um, that you're like, well, of course, uh, but spend some time thinking about uh, those things and it, you'll be amazed at you know what occurs to you when you spit a little forethought. And it reminded me of how many times you know, I've said that to my kids. What were you thinking? Right. <laughs> and it's like, well, they weren't. They were just being kids, but we're grown-ups, <laughs> we're adults. And so the beauty of being a grown up is you have a little wisdom under your belt, hopefully. That's the goal. And you think about like, hmm, guess what? I'm chronically late. Let me think about that. Why that is, because I I'm overcommitted. Because I didn't anticipate that there's traffic. Since when has there not been traffic? <laughs> right. right. So you have got to plan margin uh, for things and and start really pre-planning your execution. A plan A and then a plan B. When plan A doesn't work, what's your plan B? Uh, so right now the economy's in a downturn, right? And every financial advisor on the planet will say, diversify. Why? Because Things are going to go wrong with maybe plan A and B. What's your plan C and D, right? right? Don't put all of your investments in one area, and you're going to be a lot better off if you have multiple options. The fewer options, the more critical you know, results become. But if you right. have uh if you've pre-planned different scenarios so that you're kind of ready for anything. So I hope that's helpful because. I just know that we all deal uh, with missing our goals from time to time. Farron, I really appreciate the question that started us off here, because if you're doing things worthwhile, they're going to be hard and you're not going to get them right the first time. Um, and
1: it's not going to always be the same. You're not always right. going to get the same. You know, we're not going for best ever all the time. We're going for that meaty middle, you know, yes. that, that consistency where I can consistently hit this mark over yes. and over and over again. And then just upping that consistency with whatever your goal is. So,
0: yeah. And I, I actually think, you know, consistency uh, is doing something, you know, over and over that. Kind of the same way, but I actually love the word constancy. And the difference is that you just keep showing up. Now, the results may be different every time, um, yes. but absolutely, it's the same idea, except let yourself off the leave the results up to what happens and then you dissect them and learn from it. Um, yeah. But uh, all, your goal is just showing up and being prepared and spend a little time ahead of time kind of planning your approach and your strategy. And you're going to have a lot better feeling about, you know, knowing that you've kind of thought through things and it still may not end up the way you had planned, but it, but you know, that, you know, you've, you've done your very best uh, to kind of mitigate the damage, if you will, you've thought through all the things you tried something, it didn't work. So next time you'll try something different. It
1: keeps you empowered because that enables you to be able to say, listen, it's not outside of my control and there's nothing I can do. Right. It keeps you from believing those lies that, oh, it's me and this is impossible and I can't. And, and, and brings it back to, oh no, I can, I just need to learn more techniques or I just need, what do I not know? Like when you actually take that time, that puts the power right back into, no, I can still act. I still have options. I can be resourceful. I can choose new things or, oh, you know what? The truth is I didn't show up for myself this way and I can correct that. And and the more that you can see by doing that planning, which actually is fear casting, by the way, what you just described, that is literally what fear casting is sitting down and saying, what could go wrong? And then what will I do? And then, and as long as you always have a, well, then if this happens, I'll do this. You know, it kind of takes that fear of it being outside of your control Away, because you know that there's always an option for you, even if things happen that are outside your control, there's always something that you can do. And the more that we exercise that muscle and realizing there's always something I can do, even if it's not perfect, even if it's not ideal, there's still something I can do. And this will benefit me in some way. I will learn something and I can continue. Then there's hope then there's hope. And that's all we really want. When we have the months that we don't like, or the goals that we miss or whatever, we just want to know there's hope that we can, we can get back on that horse and that tomorrow will be better. And that's the fastest way what you just described, um, Paul, like that's the fastest way to get back into that hope.
0: It is. And hopefully this is helpful to you. And if you have a question like Farron, we'd love to hear it. The number is 559-574-3210. Thanks for listening.